2: Welcome, everybody, to Episode 5 of the JP Dub Podcast. Uh, joining me today is Sretton. Say, what's up, Sretton?
3: What's up, dickheads?
2: Oh, God, he's such a fucking gentleman. Yeah, right. Uh, we also have Bruiser Bodie. What's going on, Josh Bodie? What up? How you all doing? <laughs> oh, we're doing That's great. Sexy. Yeah. And our special guest on this episode is a veteran of the extreme metal underground in the Midwest. He's been in bands, if you're familiar with bands like Hideous, Horrific Demise, Libidity, and uh, actually more currently Necrolytic. Hopefully I said that, right? If not, then shame on me. Um, Matt Bishop, welcome to the program, brother. What's up, man? What's up, everybody? Cheers, cheers.
4: Good to see everybody, man. Good to see everybody, man. Cheers. Got the coffee going.
2: Cheers. I got some LaCroix and some Budweiser's on the reserve. (laughs)
4: nice nice man man, it's good to see everybody man like i said it's been a lockdown it's most social i've been probably in two months it's good it's good to uh i guess get out there so
2: to speak and uh you know do this shit. and it's weird because uh we do another show uh based in pro wrestling called juice pro wrestling podcast um and so when this whole thing started going down me Bodie, and Threaten, uh we never we usually did record a video from our studio Um, we had like these high def cameras and shit. We never fucked with any of the zoom or anything. Um, so all the times that we had to do phone interviews with guests and we could have been doing this shit the whole time. So people can see your lovely faces. Uh, it's been a learning curve, but I'm glad that at least this is something good that came out of it.
4: Oh, fuck. Yeah. And I I figured, I wondered how long it was going to take before, like the talk starts going to fucking eighties wrestling. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 don't get me started on it oh I like, man that's, that's, <laughs> uh, it's funny it, um, I, I, I did you know yeah, yeah it was just, yeah it's pretty funny i'm just thinking about that actually today and shit like that man it's like fucking um I saw the rick flair documentary and was go was going down i almost watched it man i had a little more time man so but anyways anyways yeah it's good shit yeah. it's good shit man it'll get you
2: like i said we had a uh, mike Desalvo on episode four <laughs> he was like, We were going to end. He's like, Oh, well, we're not going to talk about fucking wrestling. I'm like, It's a different show. <laughs> so we, we yeah, had it's to tie in. Yeah, yeah. We had to bring him in and uh, he cut one of the episodes of uh, Juice Pro with us. So that was a good time. Oh, go, yeah, um, man. Fucking but, uh, you know, Matt. Dude, you you were so big and influential into a lot of uh, a lot of us in the metal community around here. Um, I mean, not just as a guitarist and vocalist, but uh, the organizer of Central Illinois Metal Fest. Um, I kind of want to dive into your history with you know uh, growing up, playing. What influenced you? What bands in particular? Um, you know the typical shit, but I also want to get into what. Uh, what led you to doing your own show, your own festival and all that good shit. So without
4: further ado, please indulge us with some information. <laughs> I think it's always the, uh, the, <clears throat> excuse me. It's always the, um, the biggest thing about doing your own festival, no one books you on theirs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. You know, know. Man, Miguel, and, um, if you're out there listening, I know. <laughs> oh, you got him. <laughs> no, I mean, not. it's not. I've actually met Necrolytics playing, you know, the Chicago. We were always supposed to. Yeah. For this show. So what are we playing <laughs> next Fair year? Assault. yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: man, I
4: hope it goes on, man. I mean, it, it, I just, like I said, it's, just, it's uh, been a dude. It's uh, right place at right time, man. You know, it's, I, 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 recently I've just been asking, I was even asking the lady about like some of the posters and stuff like that and been thinking about it. And it's been, man, it was a, just a different time, man. It was a lot of fun. You know, I mean, I think people were a little more open to new bands. Yeah. You know, a lot, you know what I mean? It was, it was easier to afford like some of these bigger acts <laughs> right now, man, you're putting the house on the mortgage now. Oh dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you it, go, yeah. like
2: you said, going down and I actually, uh, right above me have a, 2004's lineup, that was the first one back when you had us with Decrypt, uh, that was like the that was right when I first joined the band and that was my first major fucking festival and you know
4: we obviously did, did more after that, I was like oh my god, like well, that, that it, was cool, what was cool about that poster is that was like one I haven't seen and like I've seen the other ones like you know here and there but that was mm-hmm. one I haven't seen like in a long time and it's like I, I mean yeah I mean, it, it, it was a good time man and you know I, I was able to do it without ripping anybody off you know, I mean, I only really had one year. I lost my ass, but no one else would have known it, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it was it was a bit, it influenced some other things, you know, man. And then, you know, I think like anything, you step away. It was never about ego. I mean, do I miss it? Yeah, but I mean, the live remember the last two years is like I don't know. But, you know, we are all be on the side of the stage, man. And <laughs> I'm sitting here by the end of the day. I'm sitting on the side of the stage, me and the lady asleep on like little stools, man. It's just like, you know, it, it was time, man. It was. I didn't see anywhere I could go without basically breaking the bank. Yeah, and, and, and I twiddled with bringing it back right when you know Shane I remember that. for his first year, and then I just like, man, dude, that's my boy. I'm not gonna even why compete, you know? Because man, he's taking a hell of a risk trying to do what he's doing, you mm-hmm. know. So I figured it's better for me to support than sitting there and trying to make like you know. Then you would have like the Chicago thing, someone right in the middle of that, then someone like in the middle of that. So, you know, man, I had my I run, man. It was like, you know, it's, it's sometimes just better to bow out.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, a yeah, hell of a run. I mean, you're talking about, um, I mean, just nine the years, line. Man,
4: nine years. Nine fucking years. It would have been 10, but I canceled one year. So it would have been 10. You what know, was the, what
2: was the reason for the
4: cancellation? Just uh, personal shit? Yeah, this, this, just, you know, this, this thing's where it. It, it just, Some of the scheduling was behind, a few different changes and stuff like that, man. So it it was after the year that I actually didn't make a whole lot of money to where I was like, it was a little bit of a stress on the pocketbook afterwards. So we were just trying to restructure things a little bit and come back stronger. Which, you know, like I said, it it worked. You know what I mean? But it was we, we were so infinitely into it when we did cancel it, most people wouldn't even remember we did it. So. Well,
2: dude, you guys you guys had so many fucking huge bands. And, and, and mind you, like, we're going, what was the last year that you guys did it? 12? 2012. So, and you guys starting, you know, obviously, like, the early 2000s. I mean, we're talking a time in the metal underground. It, it was a lot different scene than it is nowadays, you know? Um, I mean, some of these bands nowadays, you, you'd look at them and, well, if they're even still around, um, just – you would have to pay an arm and a leg to score some of the people that you had on your festival, man.
4: Yeah, dude, it bugs me, man, because it's like, you know, dude, it's just, I don't know. It, it, metal was never supposed to be about making money. And I mean, and right. I guess damn me to hell that I have a corporate job and I don't, I make money. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's like I said, a lot of people are pretty freaked out. Like I said, the singer Lavinity hangs out with old ladies all day. Well, how how else are you going to get your material? You know, yeah, right. (laughs) You know, but you know what, man? I mean, when especially the time that we're going through right now, where you see people having a hard time. uh, I mean, this isn't me to. I mean, I'm not having a hard time Mm. at all. It's it's business as usual for me. You know, I mean, I got job security. You know, I got a lot of people around me. Yeah, I mean, we got to do you know, mass the temperature, fucking bullshit. But you know, man, it's, it's it's like I said, it's like I'm a lot older now. I think a lot of people, I mean, I, I just think about it, man. When I first started doing shows in the scene, I was eighteen. And I just turned forty six. You've been
2: the, you've been in the game a long time, man. Krusty, man. Krusty, <laughs> crusty, man. You know, crusty.
4: Yeah, pretty much, pretty much, man. But no, so, it's cool, man.
2: Well, speaking of that, um, let's kind of get into that and like how you got started in the scene, man. I mean, um, did you do anything else um, before Lividity? I thought there was yeah. something
4: maybe that I can't remember. My very first band was um, actually the very f- – me and Vaughn Young, actually, when we were in high school, used mm-hmm. to jam in his um, 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 bedroom. And then we had a guy named Ari Roberts, who was actually, you know, at one point in time they had kind of a band. I think they called it Abaddon at the time or some bullshit. And, you know, man, it just – you know, I mean, I-, I couldn't even play, dude. I was rough. <laughs> I was just more of a talker then, you know what I mean. So, uh, yeah. so we ended up kind of going all way, and I ended up doing a punk band for a while, which was like a bunch of misfits covers. Nice and shit, like called Rivethead before that. Then after that, moved on to malicious um, Intent. Keep in mind, this whole time wanted to do death metal. Mm-hmm. but unless you could be alex marquez from the retribution album i wanted nothing to do with you <laughs> just right, because that's right. what, in my head at the time that was you know florida death metal was pretty much you know your deicides or obituaries you yeah. know fucking your corpse that was pretty much where my head was at you know as far as um and no one could really i mean
2: about solstice <laughs> ah,
4: yeah. oh yeah yeah but i mean it, yeah. just, it seemed like back then no one could play the shit you didn't have a lot of these drum machines this was before putrid pile this is before yeah. fucking, you know, you know, the the guy that renovated the drum machine. I mean, fucking give the man his props, man. There was like nobody doing that shit. I can remember the very, f- after he was doing Numb Skull, then when he bust that shit out, man, no one was doing that shit. If they were doing it, they weren't doing it well. <laughs> you know what i mean and, and it's just and then now everybody's fucking that was before the technology he was yeah. the fucking doo-doo-doo. he still uses it he's like fuck your technology i'm still gonna fucking rock this. dude straight up dude it, it works you know what i mean but it's just yeah, I don't, yeah. but it's just like i said it was a different time man fucking you know and i wanted to get out and do fucking death metal then we went from uh, that to a thrash band called malicious intent which was kind of like sanctuary okay And shit like that, which was actually where I did more like guitar solos. And this is all stuff that, like, we had tons of material and probably like one or two people out there have shit, like a tape of this, every blue, you know. And then, um, but then, you know, Aaron, who was in lividity with me for a lot of years, we grew up together in high school and all that shit. And, uh, then we started to meet up later in the day and did like desecration before we realized there was a UK desecration. You know what I mean? So then, um, But that was kind of more of like your groovy death metal, and that's where I met Dave and all that shit. Then after that broke up, they had a band called Section Eight. Then boom, lividity. Then eleven years later, you know, fucking same, you know, same shit, man. I'm a hoe, you know what I mean? (laughs) Fucking got ADHD, can't keep. But that's actually something I'm trying to change. I'm trying to be a little more focused on not doing so many things and trying to. I think it's called Adderall. <laughs> yes yes well it's just too much man i mean it took five years to do that horrific demise album and i was happy with it but my god by the end of it i didn't even care if i listened to it or not
2: oh yeah hey dude it's like it's great album. Though. like i was telling you when we were talking uh, via messenger man i was rocking the hell out of that all last week like on my way to work I, I just i love cranking music up loud as fuck something to get me ready for the shitty day ahead You know, and that was uh that was my main
4: go-to for last week thanks man it, well dude and i didn't even do vocals on it you know what i mean a lot of people give me a lot of credit where like matt did vocals on this and i mean it's like and it's funny i wasn't even credited with vocals i mean on the album then mm. you know what i mean but uh, anthony did the whole thing man that was all him man i just did guitars because that was actually a lot of the goal of wanting to bring in a different vocalist. because i didn't want to fucking sing it because my vocal we, there's a there's a version of the album on my junkie computer that doesn't work right here of me doing vocals on the whole album no shit you know what i mean and it just it was a totally different lyrics different feel it was, um, was it, I, I think it was good yeah but it wasn't right mm-hmm. you know what i mean and if you can say i mean I, I was like fuck it dude you need to find somebody took the whole thing and was like see ya <laughs> <laughs> you know you know what i mean so i mean but no i mean i appreciate that because i mean it really when that was done in the, I mean, it was either like, okay, five years, it better not suck. You know what I mean? Or everybody's going to hate on it. But for the response that people have been giving it, man, I wouldn't, at one point in time, I didn't care if I did one more thing. I was like, you know what, man, I'm old. That's a good way to go out. I'm good with that. You know what I mean?
2: Speaking of that, speaking of like, you know, you're saying you're old. I mean, we're all
4: getting up there in fucking age now. You know, I'm not, not me. (laughs) no um
2: you know i'm not i'm not the same guy doing fucking somersaults off stage and shit anymore uh, oh jesus <laughs> it hurts now um yeah no shit it hurts just climbing on stage for me yeah no shit um what what kind of like is there a point is there a glass ceiling for you matt like to where you're like all right this is it i'm done i mean is it a like a passion thing i mean because for me
4: i oh, dude. i i mean i'm telling you flat out man i'm 46. i just celebrated my 46th birthday i mean mm-hmm. my daughter my daughter's 18 getting ready to graduate for not only fucking high school but fucking you know you know degree out of college you know right out of high school you know, man, I, I got a son. You know, I got a stepson. I mean, I feel like, man, I've been selfish most of my life and done music. And right. now I feel like, you know, man, I've done everything. I have been, I mean, and I'm not a religious guy. I mean, by no means, but I don't know any other way to put this. But I'm fucking blessed. To, dude, anything that I've wanted to do, I've been able to do. I mean, right. I, I don't I – try, I, try, I had somebody hit me up the other day. It was just like, oh, my God, dude. I mean, are you, you actually acknowledged me when I fucking stalked you on Facebook. You know what I mean? This dude. And I was like, man, (laughs) I mean, I was like, I I appreciate you view my vocals that way. But when I go back and hear it, I feel like I'm better now at 46 than I was at 26. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And and it's kind of like, I mean, you try to respect what people think. But (laughs) then, you know, I'm always my own worst critic. And I think, you know, I mean, I have my visions for what I want to accomplish and shit like that, man. But it's cool. I mean. It, it, it's i just want to have fun man i i don't foresee see me doing i mean i have Necrolytics the main focus right now you know um i see about a good three i'm i, I promise myself i wouldn't be 50 years and you're 50 years old still rocking i promise myself oh, my, not to man, saying i, I couldn't, couldn't do it but it's, this focus, yeah. man. it's just there's other things that i want to do and, that's and there's why nothing of, wrong with that well, no, no, yeah. So, you know, so like I said, that's just my glass ceiling, I guess. You know, man, I got a few more years left in me, man. But that's as long as my health holds out. Keep in mind, I don't have a heart attack after we hang up the phone on this or anything. <laughs> <laughs> she, she a heart attack. Yeah. Well, when you get that old, when you get our age, you never know. And, and that's yeah. the whole thing is like, you know, certain things like bending down, like I'm sitting here like bending down at work the other day and couldn't I, couldn't get up to where the point I had to almost ask one of the young ones to help me up. <laughs> oh, yeah. <I laughs> you know, know what that feeling. Like. <laughs> Bodie, yeah, I'm picking your big ass up.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know, no shit,
1: man. <laughs> Not my skinny
0: be like, no, no, no.
1: Just let me use you as a uh
2: push off and then I'll help you back up after <laughs> I break your back. Hey, I'll let you push a push pot and push it for flavor. Ooh. No, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. So yeah. Matt, you you and Bodie kind of got a little bit of history. Uh give us some insight into that.
4: Oh, dude! Fuck. You. Well, dude. First off, because I'd be besides one of the, actually the one, fe- one of the few people in the area I consider actually a friend, and I know, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. It's like you know, um, that's why I was. Like, when he told me he was going to be here, I was like, oh, fucking cool, man, awesome. Um, I wasn't going to. tell he, you. <laughs> he did the he did the Leviticus <laughs> tribute thing with me, man. Fucking is literally. If it wasn't for him, man, and Jesse, dude, you know, literally with my two practices, I showed up and literally pulled it off. But uh, we did due to my work schedule this is right about the time that i got promoted at my job man right around this time happened, and and it was just like we committed to doing this and i'm just kind of like oh fuck man we're gonna (laughs) fuck this up (laughs) you know what i mean but Uh, no it went it went like really really well you know what i mean and and it was it was fun man we did then we did the one extra show in milwaukee you know what i mean mm -hmm. which was a good time but yeah you nailed it Bodie. i was real proud of you dude thanks dude you know i mean it was literally i mean it was the closest thing to, I guess, what my version of lividity was, you know what I mean, in my opinion, you know what I mean? Mm. And it sounded like it, you know what I mean? So it was cool. It was a lot of fun, man.
1: Yeah, it was, man. Thank you. I appreciate that, bro. It's uh, It was awesome because that's like the lividity I first heard and came up on. And to play that, you know, that music with you on stage and just to uh, learn those riffs and everything like that, like it was like one of the highlights of playing music. Like, well, dude, you learned so. it on your own, man. I
4: mean, you learned a lot of that stuff, and I just had to kind of like boom, 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 and you were like on it enough to the point of where I didn't have to do that. Like, oh, I mean, it, 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 it was rare, man, to where I didn't have to like alter anything. And, and like I said, it's the funny thing I learned with all that, man, is how much muscle memory came back into it to where, wow, I mean, some of these songs I hadn't played in like – Jesus, I mean, eleven years plus, or it'd been a while, you know. And then they came yeah. back, let alone having to sing them at the same time. You know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, it could have been an utter train wreck. I Actually, think we didn't fuck could up. Have. So we could say we could say yeah. on you, the, 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 the oozing vaginal, you know, that you fucked up on.
3: Right. <laughs> I got a question. Can you guys can you fun. guys explain that event and tell the story for somebody that doesn't like me that doesn't know what you guys are talking about, but like the whole lividity tribute uh, with that whole event, what, what, what was, uh, obviously you guys pulled it off, but what did that entail? Like what were, what was the event what Were you guys actually trying to do other than the obvious well, thing?
4: Well, well, a lot of it was, man, I, I think I just needed something. I mean, God, I think it was something at the fest. It was, it was never like one of these goal things to go out and say, you know, cause lividity was still around at the time. And it was, no, actually he might've been on hiatus at the time. I think not necessarily on hiatus, but they weren't really doing anything at that point in time. And I think, um, you know, I, you know, like I said, it was never meant as a malicious thing to fuck with Dave or fuck with anybody. You know what I mean? Cause it's no secret that me and him know see eye to eye, but I'm cool with the rest of it. You know what I mean? You know, I I've lived and let live. I'm getting older. I don't worry about it. Um, but, um, but no, was, like I said, we just did a few gigs. We needed a band. And like I said, a lot of people have been hassling about me. You know, I mean, that's where I guess I said, I guess it sounds full of me to say people were excited about hoping I would reproduce the, or get back with the band at some point in time. And i like, well, this is the closest thing you're going to get. So, you know, even Jake, who the guy who played bass on it, was actually current bass player, Lavidity at that point in time. So he played bass with us. You know what nice. I mean? And he did great, too, yeah. considering, man, he really didn't
1: Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations.
4: Please play responsibly.
1: Oh yeah, like we had like maybe two jams with him. He came up to Milwaukee and jammed with us at the SA spot, and then uh, we did that little quick run through above the uh, CIM venue up yes. in that little room.
2: <laughs> we yeah. did all that acoustic style almost. That's yeah. Was, we, was yes. that that was still at the uh, the Canopy Club, right? Isn't yeah, that where right you right up always up did the Canopy? Yep. I love that venue, dude. I remember that one of the cool things about CIM was like, it it was for one, I mean, it's a a college campus. Um, Right? right? What was that? What was the university? University of Illinois. Illinois. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and then you go in there, it's got a a pretty fucking damn decent sized stage and area. And then it's like a whole theater set up. And then they had those. I remember sitting up with Sean um, Future Pile. (laughs) <laughs> we're watching bands of shit play just sitting up in the fucking i'll call it the rafters you know uh the upper deck whatever those upper seats were and just fucking blazing and smoking dude yeah. like checking bands out and like i was like man this is what's up dude like just chilling nobody fucking bitching at you nobody causing anybody any fucking harm you know just like metal up your fucking culo and uh having having a good time
4: man Dude, I mean, it was, it was, they tolerated so much crap. Yeah, they did. I mean? and, and one thing that like, and the funny thing was, man, and back then, you know, everybody all, and it was funny, because like, now that we've seen some of these posters, it's like, you know, you always have all these like, you know, this, that was like the infant stages of like the uh, keyboard warrior. For like oh i think this lineup could be better oh this shit you know what i mean but man i take a lot of pride that man i didn't skimp on fucking cash man i I mean i I pretty much i i evolved from a brutal death you just only could go so far booking brutal death metal and where a lot of my logic was is even though man i think some of these bands are just fucking awesome dude i'm not paying you a band that's worth 500 bucks five grand just because you live overseas (laughs) not happening You know what I mean, and that's where I differ from other promoters. It's just like I never was willing. I mean, I knew the numbers. I knew I worked for some people that did bigger shit. That like you know they would book somebody in like the you know the fifty hundred you know seventy five thousand dollar range, and you know that's mm -hmm. when you start really realizing the value of some of these people wanting the money they want. It's like they can't draw fifty people.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing too. And a lot of these bands and people don't realize. And a lot of these fucking keyboard warriors is it, it. unfortunately it is a business and especially when you are promoting and running a festival, you have to take into account that it is a business transaction that you're making with these people. Um, you have to look at, Hey, well this, yeah, I might like this band, but man, are they going to fucking draw anything? Or if say, if you got, you booked some bands that you got five, six, seven, eight bands that you know, all oh, these, they're easily going to bring hundreds of people. Then maybe you can be afforded the opportunity to pull in a couple of lesser known bands that, you know, Ain't going to draw shit, but maybe they're girlfriends or something. But uh, a lot of it, I think, too, is it's opportunity. If somebody hits you up and say, I always looked at, like, some of these bands, even some of the band I'm not going to say any names, um, that I respected or liked, I should say. I, I respect's kind of going a long way on that one. But uh, that would charge an arm and a leg to go play a fucking fest when it's, like, it's an opportunity. Okay, so look at it business-wise. If you have a shit ton of fucking merch, I always looked at it like, let your performance speak for itself. And you, okay, you may only be getting a couple hundred bucks and if you're coming from you know, across the country or overseas or whatever, but let your fucking performance speak for yourself and have some fucking merch for sale. Because yeah. once you do that and you go out there and fucking slay, dude, it's, it's, it's the same to me as like fucking sports people wouldn't be fucking buying Michael Jordan jerseys if they didn't see how badass he was on the fucking goddamn court. You know what I mean? Like the mentality of some of these bands, it just, it really kills me. It's like, take the opportunity because one, especially in, we all know this in the heavy metal underground, you need the exposure and you need to be able to sacrifice and and take some hits and be like, hey man, this is going to come out of our pocket a little bit. But at the end of the day, we're going to go play in a different area that we haven't had exposure yet, you know, and that's, that's just the way I look at it with yeah, that. Shit. And give you a $500 performance while we're at it.
4: Exactly. exactly.
1: You know what I'm saying?
4: <laughs> well, you, well, a lot of it is man. And it's like, you know, and, and I'm very, I've, I've been lucky enough to see it from all the perspectives of a musician has mm. gone from a promoter. And I mean, and I've, I've done it successfully booking tours you know, I did, I did it successfully with Monstrosity. I did two master tours that were successful. But oh, a yeah. lot of the thing that I got away from, and it's even with, like, you know, kind of with my, my feeling on, like, it, it, I get that certain people at a certain age or a certain level, I guess, but a lot of my problem is, is, like, look, if you need five grand to do a show, I don't care if you need 20 grand. Don't be a dick. Yeah. You better be I don't care so much about the too money. <laughs> I don't care so much about the money side of a lot of what these bands want. Because I mean, at the end of the day, some of them aren't any younger than me. They've been doing it for a long time. I'm lucky enough to have skills and a stable career that, you know, I can support my family, but if they're not doing music, maybe they can't do that. But mm-hmm. a lot of the my biggest problem with like a lot of these people that I've come up with, man, and it's like, you know, man, I've never kissed anybody's ass. I've never just tried to be cool. I see all these people that are buddies with each other, and it seems like everybody is in a big jerk off session. You know what I mean? Yeah, pretty much, man. It's like, dude, I mean, it's just like, you know, I'm not going to sit there and say I fuck, I'm kiss anybody's ass. I'm not going to sit there. If you're a good person, man, cool. If you got talent, cool. If I don't like your shit, cool. It doesn't mean you're not a dick. If you're, you could be a nice person. It doesn't matter. But there's hmm. just so many weird, much weird shit in the metal scene where people are trying to just nickel and dime everybody. Um, is a tour promoters, a lot of times, you could have somebody that's never booked a show in the life and say, I want to book this band. And if you're willing to take 200 bucks on a Monday, but someone offers you 1200, I guarantee you by an hour later, that contract's going to be in the mail saying, Oh, sign it now. Sign it now. And and that's just a lot of what I see going on. You know, everybody's just trying to like make their money, man. You know what I mean? And I get it, but it's just like, maybe the situation will tell people to have a plan B. <laughs> yeah. No shit. You're exactly right about that yeah, yeah. the morning you know, but before. i can't fault people asking what they're making you know but, it's not, but like i said this has changed a lot man a lot of people are just not as it's like a like oh, how brutal can there's not i mean i don't really care man it's like i want everybody to do good I, even if i don't like your band it's like i want everybody to do good but every it's whole like everybody's trying to out brutal everybody at least the whole fest of everybody there being a fest popping up every five minutes is starting to but, I mean, you know, is kind of getting, you know, it's kind of coming full circle. Because I'm old. It's hard for me to sit there and watch 13 bands in a day. I'll be exhausted. Oh, man.
3: Getting, I,
2: I'll tell you what, even a... back even back then, brother, I couldn't... A lot of it was like, man... It's even because you're bro, wasted,
4: because you had a fucking <laughs> few beers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. hell yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, well, that, and it's like, man, fuck, I, I, I would be so amped to get up there, you know? And I got, dude. I got in the fucking zone. Like before we would play, I, I'm just I'm watching everybody, and it and it's kind of like, ah, damn it, dude. I can't I can't wait. Like these guys may mm-hmm. be good, or there was maybe there's a band I didn't like, but I'm just sitting up there fucking chomping at the bit to get up there and fuck shit up. You know, yeah, adrenaline rush, man. Dude. Um, it, and it, it was cool. I'll never forget. Like CIM was one of the places. Uh, I think the last we played 2004, and 2006 with the Crypt. Um, so we played one show with Brad on drums and one with, I think Tony played, um, from mutilated X mutilated and you know, he's done some other shit, but, uh, I remember going out there and dude, it was a weird story. Cause like we go out there, we fuck, we didn't even have really a long set. Cause Tony didn't know that much shit at the time. I think we only had, man, six, seven, eight songs and uh, a couple covers. I think we did a awesome cover or something. Um, and then, uh, I go up there and I, I don't know what fucking song it was. Cause goddamn, we're talking so long ago and I've had a lot of these since then. Um <laughs> But like in flipping off the fucking stage, you just losing my mind and going nuts. It's nothing that's predetermined, you know, it's just like you feel it and you get that fucking emotional and that into it. And it's just like, whatever happens, fucking happens, you know? And uh, I remember after that, like uh, a-, a fan coming up to me and just talking to me and it was really cool. It's like, man, dude, like, it's fucking insane what you're doing up there but like i'm sitting here talking right now you're just like calm dude like reserved i'm like yeah man like what the fuck you want me to be you know like i'm not gonna be doing that shit you know that's like when it's up there that's my release and everything you know but then uh after that it was corporate death from macabre was just like what the fuck is your problem (laughs) like what the (laughs) hell did you what the hell did you just do he's like that was fucking amazing he's like you guys fucking destroyed and end up uh inviting us to play um what was it their holiday of horrors uh show that they do and all that which oh, uh, comes, uh, we couldn't do at the time i think we had drummer problems or some shit i don't remember but uh yeah it was just it was cool to be able to, and like i say you go up there you seize the opportunity you make the most of that moment and that's when you get like fans who get it you know that were like man like that was so fucking awesome and it's cool that like you know i could sit and talk to you and You're not the fucking animal you are on stage. And, you know, I get guys who I looked up to, like, you know, like I said, corporate death from a cob being blown away. And I'm, like, sitting there, like, who the fuck am I? Like, you know, thank you. (laughs) But opportunities, thanks to you, good sir, Mm -hmm. you know, and and booking fucking the sickest grind from Northwest Indiana at the time.
4: Heck yeah, man. Well, dude, that was like um, – Pretty much, like I said, you know, going through that Chris and Jimbo was in the, the original like incarnation of human artifacts. Yeah, yeah pretty... I was gonna get I was gonna get into that
2: with you because I I remember finally those times. Um I think that was when we were so maybe Tony had just left or some it's hard to go back and trace, like I said, so much fucking party, especially with Montez, man. Shout out to Chris Montez, that dude will fucking drink <laughs> anybody
4: <laughs> under the table, <sighs> have a couple of heart attacks, and then man. come back and drink some more.
2: <laughs> Dude, it was it
4: was it was just a distance thing man for what we were wanting to do at the time man and at that mm. point in time man you know it would, with the distance, and then Aaron was wanting to come in, which is my boy. Hmm. You know what I mean? It, it was just, it was just easier for you know, because that's that's the hardest thing. It's like up until you know Necrolytic, this is the first band I've had like in the same time zone, you know, in like a minute. <laughs> you know what I mean? To where we actually had like a jam day. You know, and I mean? that's
2: so hard, man. Um, I remember uh, when Brad left Decrypt. Initially, we had uh, Matt Benner from uh, what Was It. Was it fully consumed? I think from Ohio, and I remember, dude, it was fucking nuts. We would drive like two, three, four hours wherever it was. I think they're out in Akron or something like that, um, just to practice with this guy for a couple hours and come back. And I think he he lasted for a fucking cup of coffee. I think he ended up stealing my fucking Compton hat <laughs> and uh, and a Peter Pan Christ shirt, motherfucker. Um, but it's the it's sacrifice that you make. And like you're saying, the different time zones, that was one of the things like when, you know, I had always wanted to do uh, extreme like death metal and stuff because it just it fit me naturally. Like growing up, I was an angry fucking young kid in the punk rock. Uh, my musical taste progressed into like grindcore and, and getting into death metal and shit. And I just, that was my escape, you know, my way out before I fucking Choked or murdered somebody was to do that. And so when the decrypt opportunity came, I fucking seized it, man. And it was all awesome until, like, that was an eye opener right there. Like, man, we're fucking, it it doesn't make sense that we're wasting this time and money to drive all the way out to fucking Ohio. And I always was kind of like, man, I don't know if this guy's going to work out. But it wasn't, I didn't really have any say in the band, you know, at the time. I was whatever. It was fucking Chris and Brad and, and Jimbo's fucking baby, you know? Um, But yeah, it's just that, that's fucking hard, man. And we were talking earlier before we went on air here, uh, how weird it is with underground metal and death metal because it's not a popular genre and because it is tough to quote unquote make it or be at least like a a Black Dahlia murder or somebody, you know, I mean, to even be a deicide or a cannibal corpse. I mean, that was just timing, place and time and that era of that music and It stood the test of time. That's why they are who they are now. And I'm sure there's probably a couple of those guys are probably still fucking slanging some kind of nine to five, you know? Uh, Maybe not in corpse, but uh, it's just, man, dude, it's so crazy with the metal community that everybody's everywhere and doing this shit when, you know, like you're saying, you you don't even live in the same fucking city because that threw me off, man. I was like, these are my homies. These are my bros. I always love that camaraderie when you have that and you're in the same town in the same city and able to come together, um, and create something special. And it's, it's weird. It's not that it can't work with people from out of town. Cause it, I mean, it happens all the time,
4: you know, it's just, to me, it was, it was a really weird deal, man. Oh, exactly. Well, and that's a lot of like, you know, with being up here, I mean, it was like after the horrific demise album was like I said, not, you know, not one of us were in the same room recording at the same time. None of this yeah. once, you know what I mean, and you know, and then once I met Brian up here, man, it was just like you know to see somebody hungry and generally not a lazy drummer, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Someone who's generally motivated and like you know has his life together and shit like that. And I initially didn't even know. I mean, I lived. I mean, I've been up here in Milwaukee now. I'm from you know Fox. I mean. 11, uh, shit god i'm trying to think 11 years 12 years and like i didn't even know uh ray a fucking from eternal mortal suffering internal bleeding lived up here mm-hmm. I had no clue. And all of a sudden, it's like, no shit. I, what the fuck are you doing up here? It's like, well, I've lived <laughs> up here this long. I got killed. Like, no shit. You know what I mean? So it, it's been cool, man. I mean, it's like, you know, it, that's the exciting part for me is like, you know, going full circle to where it's like less is more. It's not always trying to get more, more, more. It's like, I, I don't mind being the guy behind the scenes. That's always, I, I always get sick of it being the mass show because that's too much work. you know what i mean i I encourage other people to have ideas so that way i can run with it because man dude i get you know i don't have you know i don't have like i don't know everything you know by no means but i've been lucky man it's it's been cool man i mean i wanted to start getting into doing some more gigs and stuff like that man but man with my job it's it's kind of hard so i can't do a ton of stuff so
1: that's got to take a lot off of your shoulders too like with uh necrolytic because you got guys around you that you can bounce ideas off and you're busy with work, kids, family, stuff like that.
4: Well, um, it's, it's, causing a little bit of stress, man, with, you know, just cause like I said, we haven't really been jamming, man. It's just, like I said, it's just, I just, you know, I have to, I mean, I, I literally can't, I mean, you know, I don't know how, you know, whether how you believe what you want about all this, man. But I mean, as far as with what I do for a living, which, you know, I, 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 if I get caught out and about in the age of Facebook by the wrong people, oh, yeah. my, I'm gone. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I can't, and, and my whole thing is, I mean, if you want to talk about fucking, you know, medical purees and other fucking bullshit, man, I, I'm your man, but you know, you want to, <laughs> uh, there you go. I, I can't sit there and talk about, you know, those fucking, you know, viruses and fucking bullshit or fucking, you know, whether an asteroid's going to blow up the earth or fucking any bullshit. <laughs> Or the five Gs, man, are gonna make our balls shrink up, or something. (laughs) (laughs) You know, happening. (laughs) But but, But, dude, it's so fucked up, man. It's just like you know, it's either you're out there fucking, man, rubbing your balls in everybody's face and getting them sick, or you're fucking staying home and you're a fucking coward. And and it's and I and I just look at it this way. It's like dude, I would love to be doing this or I'd love to be doing that, man. I mean, I'm sick of sitting at home. I mean, me and yeah. I think me and, me and the lady have watched every episode of fucking Star Trek, Voyager, Picard. Oh! <laughs> to, to the point you get the Star Trek withdrawals like the last few weeks, dude. I've been like, God, man, we haven't had any Star Trek going on. Come on, man. You know what I mean? But, you know, um, but I don't know, man. It's just people are just being real dicks to each other whether you feel on any side of it. So I've been just trying to go to work every day hoping that, you know, man, it's going to ride out. You know, I'm one of those guys that know when I work with the health department, I think all these shows are good. I mean, I don't want to sit there and think, oh, why he's saying this, man? He shouldn't be saying it. Dude, there's not going to be any shows this year. And if they are, they're going to take it in so, because I work with the health department. the health department, I don't think, is going to let any gatherings even. There, there's stages of where this has got to go. And you know, man. As much as and it's and what people don't understand is why it's got to go this way. Is so many people are just like rubbing their balls in people's face. That's the only. (laughs) Dude, but check this shit out. This is the
0: analogy. Uh.
4: Now I I can take this to my worldwide forum. This is the analogy. If this was a mass outbreak of fucking herpes, there would not be a motherfucker on the street. There would (laughs) not be a (laughs) motherfucker on the street, dude. Outside. But, you know, man, no because it's the unseen, man. You got motherfuckers with boils down. all over their face and arms. <laughs> Dude, you're staying the fucking side. Oh, oh, all right. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, no kidding. You know what I mean? Walking around with plastic bags and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Melt, melting like fucking street trash style, you know? Yeah, exactly. but it's
4: everything down. It's, you know, it's like I said, it's like, you know, I mean, I, I hope that we get to the point, like I said, with Full Terrorist goes on. I know that we, you know, but I just think, man, you know, it's. but then if you do, are able to do it, are people going to come out? It's one thing to say on the internet that you're going to come out, yep. but are you going to come out? You know what I'm saying? So even, like I said, I don't want no one breathing their germs on me. Yeah. I was scared you know. to go back to full terror after a fucking tick was sucking the blood
2: from my ball sack. You that's know? That's <laughs> I'm telling that's you.
4: That's now, the, now the, the, now ball bank s- ticks. Uh, yeah, See, right. the, the next millionaire is the one who you know, be like we'll have like these new like signs where we don't touch each other going like live long and prosper you know i don't know man it's fucking it's it's nuts but fucking i'm you know i mean that's i, I don't know hope for the best prepare for the worst i guess man fucking but you know, I don't know. But I just don't like to see, like I said, where it's just like everybody's just kind of like, you know, it's funny because everybody's like, oh, I'm broke, I need money and shit like that. But man, the second they got that money, everybody's buying an interface and more guitar gear and all this fucking bullshit. It's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I needed that money to pay my rent, but not after I buy that new Warlock. <laughs> well,
1: I wasn't, I wasn't broke. <laughs> yeah, but right. no, I did buy some. Uh, I did buy some
2: stuff.
4: Well, that's yeah. true, bro. It well, doesn't matter, man. I'm just fucking around. But...
2: As things change.
0: Donatos just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon, Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon, or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get two dollars off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code TWO. Donatos. Every piece is important.
1: I know. I know. I had to. I was like, I need. To, I need to upgrade my my shit.
2: That's buying all them interfaces right now aren't you sir <laughs> well dude i can't say
4: shit that's what i've done during i mean dude it fucking I've, I've literally since this whole lockdown i was like man i'm gonna redo the whole studio so it's like just today officially got everything done so i was just like you know finally you know what i mean but yeah i mean it's, it's just trying to make best use of the time man like i guess that i uh fuck like i guess that i'm ready to start getting back out though because it's starting to get a little stir crazy yeah. you a got better. a great
1: setup too I've seen the, uh, you share the picture on facebook
4: <laughs> well that was cool man because it's like well the, what sucks is man and like i said i is like i said the other my other computer is locked up at the moment so once we get past this i got to try to see if i can salvage the hard drive so i'm um, because uh, there's definitely some things like the human artifacts album <laughs> yeah. that are on that damn thing that i'm trying to go like oh shit but, uh, then if, but the problem is, is could those files already be corrupted? And now I'm using different programs that are like, you know, like I said, once you upgrade, there's a learning curve, you know, and that's what I'm trying to, I mean, I spent two days going, why am I hearing the DI out of the left fucking speaker and nothing out of the right? <laughs> so, you know, I'm sitting there freaking out going, God damn, yeah. I spent all this money and I can't even get a clean guitar tone. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to
3: be um, me. You know hey, you got, I mean? Let me ask all three of you guys something, given the fact that you guys know, I mean, there's genres that you love, but then you guys kind of like a bunch of different types of music. Um, this year, since the sh- since the, the quarantine started, a couple of albums from different genres have been coming out, and they've been pretty great. So I'm assuming with this shutdown and people being bored and creative and either drinking more or doing more drugs or being more introspective or just being flat out, like, actually putting in the work, like, I have nothing else to do. I'm going to, put you know, light a fire on my ass and sit in the seat for the next couple hours or just play, play, play do you guys predict that the second half of 2020 and then all of 2021 are going to be kind of a badass year and a half for new music? What, what do all three of you think?
2: Um, I, if you guys don't mind, I'll feel that first. Uh, I think as long as, as long as people, Hey, check out. Gotta go in the fridge, get some buds. Um, as long as people are actually motivated, you know, some people I think can get caught in their own heads with this shit. Uh, as far as like just not being able to get out of the whole aspect that you can't do anything, I think the ones that are workhorses, um, like shout out to Brad Vanderzee, a guy like that, some of the other people I know, um, yeah, there's gonna be some really cool shit coming out, you know? It, it, but it's if people, like I said, if they can get out of their own minds and escape that and just work, go to fucking work and be creative and forget that this shit's going on. Just taking into account that you get to spend more time in your fucking house or your studio or somewhere that you actually love and make the best of it, guys.
3: So what is your prediction, Wallace? Do you think uh, there's going to be some good ass music like better than the last I'm predicting that it's going to be better than it has been the last couple of years? Like 2021, I think it's going to be a killer year for music. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
4: It's it's, it's interesting because, I mean, I think for sure you probably have got, but I think a lot of people aren't jamming either. I think you got your you got your bands that are jamming and then I think you have your bands that aren't jamming. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a fine line. Is there still that creative process, you know, going? Yeah, I, I think absolutely. Uh, dude, the one thing I will say about, like, now is, like, uh, the, co- the quality of, like, musicianship, man. It's like, I never considered myself the best, you know, guitar player, but I think I could write a good song. I mean, you know, right. but, man, there's just some people that can just bring it. I mean, it's like, I mean, especially now that I've gotten into the gear side of it, man, and some of these people, it's just, like, it's humbling to just go, wow just you know and then finding out that a lot of like sounding good is like technique you know what i mean it's just the way you play your strings and stuff like that the way you pull yeah. your pitch, you know what i mean and stuff like that you know um but i i think this, man, there's just a lot of good stuff coming out i mean everything the problem is is where i think it is going and i think that's why i think the um, if the i think the horrific demise album when it came out five years earlier it wouldn't have the same effect as it did when it did come out Is For a while, everything was so technical, so fast, you couldn't remember a riff. And I think Mm -hmm. there was a point in time for like a three or four year period, I couldn't remember anything that was coming out because it was just very, and then when, you know, nothing was catching with me, you know what I mean? And I think maybe one of the Internal Bleeding albums, maybe I think there were a couple other things that came out were actually kind of cool and catchy. Some of the Dying Fetus stuff that was coming out because they had a different song structure. Right. to where it wasn't just trying to be a million notes in every second but i think there's going to be some good stuff coming out man but you know there's just some insane wow. musicians out there the way they think is just
3: <laughs> yeah
4: yeah just, you can tell they put some time <clears throat> into their instrument man and their time man you know i'll give it respect yeah.
1: more time than for I sure what you think Brian? yeah definitely i i mean yeah definitely i think so i mean especially now with uh how much time some people have on their hands. It feels like I got busier once all the quarantine happened and I don't have any more time, but, you know, uh, but no, like even you know, personally speaking stuff that I'm doing in writing too, is a lot different, um, for the better, I believe. Like the but, theme you know, song for the JP dub. Yep, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, there's going to be a lot of good shit coming out, I think too. And, uh, to add on to what you were saying, Matt, with that, there's some years with like all the tech like, there's a lot of tech going on, a lot of fast stuff. And it was like, who can out each other? malignancy, You know what I mean? Just
2: give me some – if you want technical shit, give me some origin general malignancy. Right.
1: Give me some of that or give me long some long cytotoxin. High. You know, cytotoxin.
4: Yeah,
1: <laughs> Defeated gonna... sanity, dude. Those dudes oh, are yeah. sick.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Well, man, I mean, this, this is going to sound so funny, man. Anybody that really knows me, man, knows, I mean, knows this is the truth, man. I'll take some fucking dangerous toys or docking any fucking day. There you go. Dude. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. We're, dude. We're all about
2: dude. going to the I, fucking. I mean, fire. You're right? preaching to the choir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, give me some oh, fucking rig.
3: Give me some of the LA
2: guns. I mean, God. Give me some dude. of the LA guns. Dude, you know what sucks about this whole. I just blew my metal crate out of the water right there. <laughs> George <laughs> Lynch was back with docking. They were going to do some shit.
4: They were totally oh, yeah, so good I, and, and my buddy was sitting there saying man it was the whole band and i mean dude it is it, it's, it's just him and fucking don but then you know it's been you know but dude it's it, 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 all it, you uh, need dude. yeah man. dude but yeah, he, he's he's pretty rough right now man but yeah sometimes yeah. man you know i i know i went and saw rap man me and aaron did actually at the oh, camp i think it was nice. like
3: 2006
4: <laughs> or some shit man and i mean musically they sounded good man but dude his vocals were I mean, a you know, lot of times, man. <laughs> cats, they're yeah, so fried and they try to come back, and it's like it, it disgusts
2: me. It's uh, like, god damn it, like leave it alone, you know? man. No, God, Vince is
4: it. <laughs> well, dude, wow. then, but, then, but then it gets to the point in time, man. You know, there's nothing wrong with feeling like, dude, I've had a good run, or so you know. And it's not like I'm old. I mean, I'm fucking young, but it's just a matter of fucking um. It's not as easy to fucking get up there and fucking sing for an hour, you know what I'm saying? It, it, you know, taking those deep breaths, man. I mean, it's something that, man, it, it's hard to do, man. You know what I mean? And hitting those high highs, it was funny. I posted like an old Lavidity video for like 99, and I was like, holy shit, I can't get that high anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta kind of adjust it. Got a pinch of one of them ball pinchers and stuff like that, right? me,
2: There you go. Yeah, kind of get back uh, to what Sarah was saying, though. I think in a lot of different genres, and the cool thing about this shit, too, is you're going to have maybe bands that you liked. uh, And I know maybe this is a poor example because it's been going on forever, but uh, I'm a huge Frank Zappa nut. Um, I mean, and so they're constantly raping the vaults and pulling shit out from there. But I think with a lot of our other artists, too, that have some stuff that's been put away, you might see a lot of that shit finally get released now because of that. You know what's going on, and uh, I think the people who are going to have it probably the easiest are like the pop artists. You know, um, what's that song? Like the the weekend or <laughs> Bodie knows. What Dude, what, don't give me the started 80s, on that song. It's like an eighty synth track that I actually. <laughs> it's total eighties. Yeah, yeah, I dig it. Um, I'm not gonna go lie. Are you talking about
4: Loverboy? Is that what you are talking about? Oh, man, I can't. <laughs> no, I can't blinding, no blinding boys. light
1: or something like that. The oh, blinding uh, light.
4: talking about working for the weekend or something. Oh, no. <laughs> but I was talking about Loverboy. Fucking
0: fools. Hey man, the I'll take Night Rangers and shit. I'm cool. With yeah, that. there you go. But, uh,
2: I mean, people like that, and it's weird because, like, uh, I've seen Pyle, you know, uh, post some shit. and He's a one-man fucking shindig, so he's got it easy. You know, like he ain't got to deal with no bullshit band drama. You know, unless his drum machine's fucking talking shit to him. Um, he was talking about, like, I, I don't know if it was, like, something that this, maybe this could be his last record or he's going to get out of it. And I, I don't want to read too far into that, you know, but uh, it, it's like, guys like that, man, I would think that, fuck, man, if you can. But he's also another guy that does, he works a job, yeah, and he has a kid, you know, he does stuff. I would think it would be easier for people like that. That's why I say, like, these pop stars, because, really, they have people that are writing fucking music for them, most of them, you know. Um, writing everything for them, almost.
1: Yeah, yeah. unless yeah. Like, All they got to do I is step,
4: step into the vocal booth. But you got to yeah, think yeah. outside the box, man. I mean, okay, let's just say, you know, when he was playing in India, imagine making that trip fucking mm. by yourself.
3: And, yeah. Yeah. And just think
4: about how many places, man. I mean, it mean, goes wrong, everywhere. Right? Dude, you know, I mean, it's like, it, it's hard. You, you, when he has to keep, be motivated, he's got to motivate himself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it, it, dude, it's, I, I told, I mean, I think there's some pros and cons to it. I'm sure. I mean, sure. He would say if he was here the same shit, you know I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, because uh, I know we've talked about it before, man, but I, I'm sure as this man that was probably just a day, dude, where some, because like I said, man, it, you try not to let people fuck when they shit on you, fucking get take it personal. But dude, mm-hmm. when fucking you're busting your ass and someone's being a dickhead, right? it fucking pisses you off someday. And some days you get on Facebook and say, like, you know what? These people can suck my dick. Yeah. Exactly. Suck <laughs> <laughs> my dick. and do <doesn't>
0: like it. I <laughs> like that. <it. laughs>
4: yeah, dude. Man, like I said, Pa, I love you, man. That you, you have your right. You want to tell people to suck your dick, suck, they can suck it. You know I what I mean? Dude? Yeah. I'll tell She's you what, man, that. I was, uh, what was it? Yesterday I was rocking hard.
2: You guys remember that fucking split with Viral Load? Yeah, dude. Oh, God, I remember that God, shit. Dude, that's a great, great EP within itself. But, dude... That pile of fucking shit
4: just, it's well, think, it, think about it that way, man. I mean, he totally, in that situation, made a conscious decision whether, you know, he realized it or not. Where he could do two, one of two things. He could have totally made himself probably be more accessible, added members, and tried to appeal to something for a relapse or a bigger label. Or what he did was the complete opposite. And, I, I you know, and then went ultra-brutal. You know what I mean, yeah. and grindy. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and shit yeah. like that. And and then because you know, and then, like I said, he's never asked anybody, I mean, dude. He just does all the shit on his own. it's like, oh, what? You know, okay, you guys go do your shit. I'm gonna go hang out in India for three weeks.
3: You, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. No
4: shit. <laughs> I'm like gonna go New play. Europe, on, I'm gonna go play on India. Saturn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, but it's like you know. (laughs) But keep in mind, you know, when him and like with Sean Whitaker, nobody was doing that when they first came out. Man, a lot Mm -hmm. of people were like, "This is before your easy drummer." Like, you know, I'm sitting here right now, fucking, fucking with it. To where, I mean. And a lot of the old school people, you know, would make fun. I mean, dude, I, I'll never, I'll never forget, man. I'm not going to embarrass the guy and mention his name, but with the CIM, somebody was seeing that he was getting up there and started talking shit. And then once he saw fucking pile bring it, you know, he was like, "Damn, man, that motherfucker was badass." You know what yeah. I mean? Because you know, yeah. a drum machine to them, you know, was just not accessible. So that actually won some old school guy over. You know, dude. so, you know, and
2: like I said, man, it's just, you know, it, it can't be easy, man. I mean, it, it's uh, it, it, pile pile dude. I, I love that, dude. I mean, we, we go pretty far back. I mean, even like I said, before I was in decrypt. um, they used to always have these house parties. And I mean, dude, you want to talk about wild fucking house parties. I mean, there were, there were jocks. There were punks. There were fucking, you know, gangbanger, wannabe motherfuckers, every like what would you call it fucking uh walk of life every you know social fucking entity or whatever they were whatever you want to call it. I can't find the words I've had a couple Thanks. of buds now yes every every member of a clique was at the at these shows and it was decrypt and like stump and pile would always come down and play these fucking shows and shit and it was like holy shit man and they were dude, they were house parties like I'm talking like John, I, man I probably lasted I remember when I first started going to them. I was just, I was getting so hammered so quick. There was a full fucking bar there, dude. <laughs> Most of the time, I, I left throwing up. You know, like yeah, yeah, I was cool. getting so fucking trashed. But um, it, it was cool because I and that that was when I got my first taste of pile. And uh, and then we you know when I joined the band and we fucking played many shows with them. And I remember we had them out here. Uh, our boy Chris Reader booked a show at a fucking apartment complex where I'm at in Hobart, Indiana. Um. <laughs> It was like I think it was us, pile. Uh, I want to say I think Plaguebringer was on the bill too, um, and and so uh, like Ratface and those guys. When I can't Funeral Fuck Toy. I think they were doing at the time. Funeral Fuck uh, Toy. <laughs> I, remember <laughs> I, remember I remember them. I remember that shit. Old school Fucking yep. cops. The cops show up. Shut the fucking thing down. It's a lot of shit. And uh, and me and Montez were renting this spot uh this house back in the day and like fucking all right we got everything fucking took pile back to the house went down the basement took the fucking keg in the basement dude and had a packed fucking basement 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 somewhere floating around i think montez has it um there is video of that fucking show and it Uh, is fucking amazing dude it's fucking awesome i gotta get his ass off that shit transferred yeah dude montez b-sides Right? It was so – I was so pissed, though, because I was like, damn it. You know, not everybody from the show came out, came back to the house. But, I mean, it was a small house, but there's enough people where it was fucking packed. And, dude, Pyle just brought it, dude. It's like, hey, man, we're not going to let you – you don't know, let the fucking pigs, you know, kind of rain on our fucking parade. You came down here to fucking play. You're going to fucking play. And kudos to Montez, dude. He was like, fuck it. You can go play in our fucking basement. And he was that easy to set up, too. That's the great thing about oh, yeah. it, you know?
1: Yeah, band in a backpack, man. Them, me and him have lived in the same city for years, man, and we're, we've been buds for years. I mean, he introduced me to a lot of bands that I never heard of in the underground and shit and helped help me get some uh, exposure that way too, you know, so...
4: Well, yeah, like I said, a lot, lot of people don't remember, man. I mean, it wasn't like, let's say, the old school version of Numbskull, the people from like the, you know, the early, you know the 80s or the, the late and early 90s. But, man, his version of Numbskull was when I met him, man, when he was like, dude, I mean, that was in the emphasis stages. Because I remember when I got the very first Peachy Pile demo was um, we were just going up there to do, I think, pre-production to decide if we were going to do uh, To Only the Sick Remain with Scott. And, and I think uh, that's when, you know, we were sitting there partying and fucking down in the, in the basement down there and he gave me that little four song EP, yeah, you know, I got or a two song EP or whatever, man. And it was just, at that point in time, man, I mean, numbskull, I think they were taking something, they were taking, there's a hiatus going on or some kind of crap, you know what I mean? But that's when he was going with that, man. And it was, like I said, it's cool to just see where he's, you know, like I said, man, been more places than my happy ass has. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay.
2: and I'm I'm surprised. He's a guy that like, how does relapse not look at that? Because he has a fucking fan base. He has a and, and he tours? world. He's a global brand. Yeah, so he tours a, a lot too. Yeah, going back to like I said, establishing yourself as a brand. And yes, it is a lot easier when you're one guy. But still, I mean, he's dude. I mean, there are legit people that are invested in fucking Sean that are sending him artwork and all these things they've created for him and caricatures and tattoos Mm -hmm. you know in Decrypt, we were lucky enough uh i remember jake a ham sandwich yeah (laughs) yeah we got one guy that had a tattoo and then it's whatever i'm not i don't get hard ons for people that do that shit but it is cool you know like if someone likes you enough likes your product what you do enough to do that like sean he's he's amassed quite a following and i'm just very surprised that you know, he's and no this is no disrespect to Severed records or anybody, but um I'm surprised relapse or nuclear blast or somebody hasn't jumped on that shit. Like, hey, let's at least do a fucking one record deal, see how it goes, you
4: know. But then but dude, check it out. There's no there's not none of those labels, there's a fucking uh, band with a drum machine or a computer. None of them. Think right. About- that's like what a, i'm saying no, though fucking relapse, do something, something different or some bullshit. but no, a lot of it is man this is lyrical i mean it's, it was the same thing like you know when you know when we were talking back in the day before we were putting out one of the albums more records we were talking to relapse a little bit and it was just <laughs> lyrical content i mean yeah. dude you're talking about sticking in an ass and fucking raping a bunghole dude you know, <laughs> that, that doesn't make for good record store yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty much you should take a chance so you know
1: <laughs> take a <laughs> chance take a but chance
4: like I, said, I think i think you know man and like i said there's, there's just not a lot of money i mean that was a point in time where people probably are quit buying cds i mean you know i mean you know i mean who, who would have thought lars was right yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? he called this shit he called it man and that's what's fucked up man it's like oh man yeah. what a dick you know, no one said man, this, is right. <laughs> you know but now like man i mean that's the whole problem is like dude it was like literally like when the, the horrific demise album like within the day it was up all over, and all those places you see it all over YouTube. I don't know that the yeah. motherfuckers are. You oh get-
2: yeah, we uh, <laughs> yeah.
4: we had that problem too, with
2: uh, handsome prick with the you know the last couple hours we dropped it was, but at least there were, I know there was at least one of those guys on YouTube that had the courtesy to hit me up and like, hey, can I put this out? And I'm like, you know what, you're gonna do it fucking anyways. You're you have an audience that may hear it, that may want to buy it because I know myself and I've said this many a times as a music fan if i like something dude i've bought shit digitally a couple different times because i buy i have an iphone i buy on itunes but yet i'll buy it on fucking Bandcamp because i you know i buy the fucking physical cd or the vinyl with it like i i I tend to fucking spend too much on one record than i really should (laughs) you know so yeah right it's one of those things if there was only more of that um but, man, uh, it, it was, you know, it's just one of those goddamn things. And we can go back to the fucking Napster days, dude, when that shit got going. I mean, it was over then, you know, in the late 90s when that shit was coming out. It's like, oh, you can get anything. And don't, don't get me wrong, I never used shit to buy, like, full-length albums, to steal albums in the beginning um, because it was like – it was more of finding the rare shit, like the B-sides and these live, you know, yeah. cuts with uh, the analog – fucking live recording that you got from the soundboard or some shit you yeah, know like
1: overseas recordings too yeah like to there's a, those there's a the good
2: time. there's some good cannibal corpse shit out there that's oh, like that god, from yeah. chicago dude like with Barnes, like these you know uh the fucking um and uh god damn it the soundboard soundboard recordings you know um like during the uh the bleeding era and it's just like holy fuck dude you listen to this shit it's like it makes you think, like, damn, why why did they ever fucking put out a vinyl of that shit you know? <laughs> or a record or something? But uh, I, I try to support as much shit as I can, and you're never going to get around that. So some of it you kind of have to expect and, and embrace in a way because it's like it goes back to branding yourself. Hey, if this motherfucker is going to do that, they're at least going to know you're out there. So if they, by chance, yeah, maybe they stole your album but that same person that stole your album shows up and sees you at a show and buys 50 to to $100 worth of merch.
4: Yeah. yeah. I hear you, man. Totally. Some diehards, Sorry. man.
2: Yeah. But it's it's like you're going back early to what you said, man. I get it. I try to look at everything from every side, you know, and it, and it does suck. It sucks that motherfuckers steal shit and do that. But that, that's that's what happened. Technology, you know, uh going back like what was a birthless? Oh, technology is gay. um <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I love it, dude. But it's it's such like God.
1: It's a it's double edged sword, end, dude.
2: Yeah, it really is, and it's it's all it, it's going to be weird to see how humanity and the music community and any genre is in the next twenty years. You know, where are we going to fucking be from then? Maybe CDs will just be because there's still people that buy CDs. I still buy CDs. You know. I, I try to buy more vinyl than I do CDs, but uh, sometimes you have to because it's the cheapest way to put out a fucking record um, and have a physical copy. Uh, where are we going to be? You know, maybe it's going to be like digitally injecting it into our
3: fucking veins yep. or something. It's going to be on water. Wow. Yeah. Right?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jesus on the dashboard. Yeah. Recording on <laughs> a purified water. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Shrek will be listening to Dave Matthews fucking with some chippy inserts into his fucking head. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Don't hate. <laughs> so speaking of that shit, man, what's kind of some of the stuff outside of, like, your, your death metal and the extreme metal that you get into, man?
4: Fuck. Well, man, like I said, I've really been fascinated lately a lot, man, by the whole, like, you know – VSTs, you know, fucking the whole digital side of recording. Just like I said, it's getting older, man. I want to be able to move on to the next. But man, dude, I'm big in Battlefront Two, man. I love, I like, I like my Xbox. You oh, know, there you go. Oh, yeah. there you know, I like my Star Wars. <laughs> you know I mean? So, um, fucking really, man. This, like I said, man, I you should. Enjoy, enjoy hanging with the lady man. Got like got good kids, man. So I can't complain, man. I'm pretty pretty normal, Joe, man. It's kind of funny. Most people figure it out, man. Once they get to know me a little bit, they're like, "You're not really what I expected." Like like I'm supposed to be wearing like dresses with like spiked dildos and fucking corns, like, <laughs> yeah. well, shit there, like that. there, there you know, eating eating, in, a, eating a deer carcass raw. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> right? and on on a fucking you know nod on a corpse or something in the corner. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Well, like, clears throat> there becomes the question. It's like, what did you expect? You know. <laughs> yeah. Right.
2: I mean, I think the only person who really lived his fucking gimmick was Gigi Allen. You know, come on. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, dude. it is. Seth, fucking... Put- Seth Putnam. Well, yeah. That's yeah. okay. true. It's true. Anal cunt, brother. <laughs> um. So here's the thing. All of us in the metal community, at least I like to believe and assume that I'm right, and I don't care if it makes out an ass out of me and you, your mama, and your cousins too. I have a little thing that I've kind of created here, Matt, and and just humor me for a minute. So metalheads are in the horror. Am I right or am I wrong? Yes. All right. All right. That being known, I want to know horror and metal go hand in hand, but playing shows, touring, promoting your own festivals, there are some horror stories within themselves in doing that. What are maybe one or two of some of the worst, absolute worst fucking experiences that you've encountered, whether it's a fucking fan experience, um, shit, bullshit with a band, you know, some fucking gear went wrong, some weird, crazy shit happened. What's something um, in your fucking experience that you've had to deal with? Oh,
4: fuck.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Laundry list, right? Yeah, you did. It's...
4: Yeah, fuck it.
2: What's the smelliest, ooziest, nastiest one that comes to mind? Honestly, man,
4: <laughs> the, the word the worst thing that I had to deal with, man, from like an awkward <clears throat> perspective was one year at the festival, man. Um, where a certain band called us threw some stuff on somebody and I think it might have been two thousand four. Uh mm-hmm. fucking actually, man, fucking wherever it ended, called somebody the N word as they smeared, like, shit on there and then fucking proceeded to have a lot of, dude, that, dude, I didn't know if I was getting sued that whole year. <laughs> I just got to, like, oh, dude, it was fucking, and, 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 and what sucked about it is because it, it was, you know, some friends of mine that, you know, just really had this whole, like, you know, well, I got to be, a, that was where some, my attitude started to change a little <clears throat> bit where was like, you know what, metal is cool, but you don't got to be, live, you don't got to be a dick to fucking be metal. Same. You got to live the gimmick, man. Right. Yes, yes. So, yeah, that fucking sucked. Uh, fucking, um, yeah, 2005 sucked fucking, man, at my fest. Because even though it looked like the biggest year, man, there was, like, dude, it's just a couple – breach. and see, that's the whole thing, man, is I could have been a dick a few times in my years doing the fest on bands breaching contracts and, oh, yeah, we're not supposed to play fucking two hours away and find out the day before they're playing in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? And all this yeah, shit. Right. And, and I usually never, you know – push that too hard but dude yeah when i was really coming up with a bunch of loose fucking ends man where i didn't know if i was going to have the money to fucking pay all that fucking debt but i did you know what i mean but there's a mm-hmm. lot of rumors going around and i got a little pissed off once i was like you know but you know anyways th- usually it was all fest related man you know i can't think of anything really you know anything band related or anything I've ever really had any stress with or anything like that. It's just always just bullshit, you know, dealing with others at the fast usually. So nothing,
2: nothing in a band where you were like, and maybe even go back to lividity days where you're like, cause I've even had this, I I know back in the day where me and Montez, there were points where it's like, fuck man, I want to knock you the fuck out. You know, and nothing, uh, nothing uh-huh. comes to mind like that. Uh-huh.
4: Uh-huh. God, I drank back then. <laughs> yeah, I think we all did, and, it, yeah. and that's what was most of the fucking problem.
2: Yeah, no, I have a not, great not, CIM it, story I'm story. too. And
4: fucking, I can remember in Slovakia getting pretty pissed, man, because someone tried to—they were harassing us on stage <laughs> and yelling and screaming and fucking getting our pockets almost picked and some bullshit like that. But man, I can't. Yeah, I can't. Think, you know, I mean, it was everybody's always been pretty cool most of the time, man. And you know, you you, you learn to just make it. It is what it is.
3: Have you? Ever, all right. I got an out of the blue question. Have you ever been to uh, Serbia?
4: No, for a show? No. <laughs> no,
3: I'm trying to. There's actually a city that's very snobby that apparently has where my brother met his wife and they got married there and all that stuff. It's called Novi Sad, and uh, they have a good metal scene. It's like a very, very really? underground, yeah. And I went I went last year and I didn't go to a metal show, but the guy I went out there for his wedding, he was telling me about how every year he goes out there for, I don't know what the festival's called, but he, it's like a three day festival and it's awesome. And you got all these bands coming from all over the world uh, to play. And I just, one of my dreams is to organize a festival out there because the people are super welcoming um, and they got good ass food and, and uh, moonshine and coffee. Oh. Yeah, coffee oh, and, yeah. whole country uh, is talking? all coffee and cigarettes culture but <laughs> yeah I want you said Slovakia so I wanted to ask but i, I think bodhi said he had a, a good a good story oh
1: man yeah so uh man I gotta say like CIM, yeah it was like I don't know one of my top fests ever but uh the parties man the after, the after parties at the hotel there was that one hotel where everybody booked that and then there was like hotels around that yeah but I it was the fairview i don't know i can't remember maybe i'm wrong on that you know the funny thing is
4: never went never went yeah one- I, I never went once man but all night this-
1: pool parties
4: someone had to get up in the morning and open the doors at nine o'clock for the bands man. <laughs> Dude, i commend you, you know, on that man <laughs> dude it's like me i'm seriously dude it would be like me yep yeah, me and the, me and me the, and especially the last few years man me and the lady would just go get something eat on the way home fucking pass out have to wake up at like six in the morning be like fuck
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's how i felt most of the time too waking up the next morning
4: yeah as most of you guys were just going to bed (laughs) yeah exactly
1: yeah the all-night pool parties it'd be like nine in the morning and the funniest thing is like we're outside by the pool like outside the hotel room and there's just a shit ton of metalheads out there drinking beers drinking booze smoking weed like you know and in the pool area we're just partying beers in the pool <laughs> like no glass in the pool sign there we are it's glass bottles and liquor <laughs> bottles just tipping her back and giving her uh you know giving her it all but uh i remember one year when the window got shattered um it was like a, the door that goes outside from the pool area to like the outside area where we are hanging dude,
4: out dude it was it was like it was a con- it was like a well, little dude especially at the fest it was always a constant very polite i mean they were very tolerant And it would always be a very polite, like, oh, man, someone's doing this. Oh shit, someone's doing this, man. Oh, someone's doing this." And most of the time, they—I mean, dude—there was a million times where, how many times you see someone them kick somebody out, and then like (laughs) an hour later, they're hugging security, (laughs) and security's letting them back in.
3: Yeah, you know, I've seen that plenty of
4: times. You know, not to say that always happens. (laughs) No, (laughs) but um, but nah, man, it's a. Like you said, man, it's just, um, yeah, I don't think I've really, ran, I mean, it's hard to remember a lot of that stuff, man. I, that's the one thing that I kind of regret through all this stuff. I didn't keep enough memories and like, you know, it was kind of just partying, doing your thing, man. And then yeah. I didn't remember a lot of it. It was like flashes, you know what I mean? Right. And then you see something, you're like, oh, wow, I remember that, y- you know, right? you know, fucking, um, but yeah, great memories. Yeah, old school for sure, man. Like I said, I, I I definitely feel my age sometimes, but you know, I feel yeah. real, like that it's fun, man. That's like I said, you know, you know, we don't want to get complacent, so I got I got a few more good years, with some type of metal in me, right? That was one of the I biggest
1: can't. like family reunions, metal family reunions in the Midwest ever. Like, it, actually, ever in the states, I should say. Like for me, yeah,
4: I'm <laughs> that was yeah, great. Right. Yeah, I miss it some days, man. Like I said, I was able to book a lot of good bands, have a lot of good, make a lot of good friends, man. Well, how, like I said, that's how I started jamming with Terry's. That's how I got to know him through the fest, you know what I mean, and shit like that. So it's just like, you know, it's it's, it's cool, man. It's, it was fun. It was a good moment in time, man. I'm I'm glad it kind of ended when it is, because like I said, it just doesn't seem. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff going on, man. But like I said, it's just I'm glad if I don't think I would want to be doing it now. I would just be like, nah, man. I don't. I'd be i'd be a raving dick i wouldn't be fun it wouldn't be wouldn't be a good time (laughs) right i got
1: um one of my favorite bands i ever saw there at cim was infernal revulsion that year just jesus they just blew my balls off man um
4: (laughs) it was just insane yeah that was the year we had to keep sitting there they he kept jumping up on the drum set
1: yeah, the dude, I forgot his name, all but yeah, come like, high. Like I said, that would be the type
4: of stuff we have to deal with. It would be stressful. Like <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden, it's not my shit. And someone's right. kicking it around, and I'm like, oh, great. there's a buying Standing on the snare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and well, it's, then you try to explain, you don't stand on people's drum sets. Yeah. <laughs> Shame on you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. They were pretty destroyed. fucking brutal, man. They were badass. They were.
1: Um, what was one of your favorite bands that uh, that you uh put, that you got to see play or that ever oh, played? First? I'll
4: I'll always yeah. be known oh as the, God, guy God. the guy that got Epitago back together. That'll be that'll be yeah. what <laughs> I go to down in history for. And I'm okay with that because man, it wasn't as hard as people you know, I didn't pay a shitload of money. They didn't try to rate me for it. I mean, you know, and they they were well aware that they could have cashed in after that big yeah. time. And just kept playing. They had bigger, better offers than I ever offered them. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was probably that. Um, uh, dude, I've always been a really big monstrosity fan. Any, you know, just bad, oh, yeah. you, know, you know, man, I was like trying to think. Um,
2: I love that shit with corpse grinder, man. They're those
4: fucking albums. Yeah, slay. Yeah, man. So, but yeah, it was like just being able to sit there and book some good shows, man. Getting to exactly. see some good old school stuff, a good mix of everything. And I got my
2: first yeah. taste of Vomit Spawn in two thousand
4: four. Oh, I love man. those guys, <laughs> the
2: fucking Florida so cool. Grind motherfuckers. You my uh, I was actually on YouTube. I it's weird because I remember this other thing I missed about those fests and like CIM in particular was uh, all the vendors, dude, and just going around oh. and buying all the fucking CDs and the DVDs. Yeah. I remember uh, I had gotten a DVD of that year, and I don't know what happened. Maybe years and years ago, I put it in my computer and hit the wrong button. I don't know if it rewrote it or some shit, but it doesn't play on anything now. So I'm like, oh, man. fuck, dude. And hopefully somebody out there listening <laughs> that has it can hook us up with a copy of that. Um, it uh, It was just – it was so fucking crazy seeing those guys, man. Like, they – and I remember getting their little C D. They fucking had that. I loved it. Oh yeah, <laughs> the, the little, little tiny one. C D. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember then, them yeah, shits. And the fucking the artwork was badass that opened. It was like some fucking teacher covered in jizz or such <laughs> yeah, I forget what the fuck it was. It's it's been so long, but Oh uh, shit. I mean and those dudes were cool as fuck, dude. Like Man, like getting getting to see bands like that and uh you know, hanging out with, you know, the homies, the regulars that you usually got to fucking see around the Midwest, you know, where there's, like, mutilated guys and the notorious fucking Brian, syphilic Brian. <laughs> yeah, right. I actually uh,
1: think yeah. that's where I first met you, bro, it was uh, just down at CIM. like yeah, you It was and just, a, uh, just, it was just a
4: moment in time, man. It was just a moment in time. Yeah. Where, like I said, man, we were all, you know, a lot of – you just don't see a lot. Of, I mean, but, but like I said, I wouldn't even know if that's how it is now anyways because my old ass don't get out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's it's definitely changed a little bit you know um but it, it's just it, it, it's like you say man it, it's a moment in time it's a place in time that you know we all three of us got to fucking live fortunately um along with some a lot of our friends man and uh some
1: of the best you memories know, i've
2: had i'd be no, alive of- I said i wouldn't want you to fucking suck it up and maybe come do a one-off sometime <laughs> When all the yeah. I'm, too, what everyone's
4: cheap. Waiting I'm too cheap, man. I'm too cheap. <laughs> well, and I wouldn't uh, know what to do. you got to be able to bring something new onto the table, and I wouldn't even yeah. know what to do. You know man. And like I said, even after the entire – once – after I did the Empatigo thing, man, there just wasn't much more, man. I mean, I, I mean, I was – it was getting to the point that I either had to start spending buku dollars on bands that I didn't think would draw or put keep booking the same shit, and then people were like, oh, man, you're – doing this again or you know what i mean it just like i said it just got to the point man where it's just like the stress of having to drive and do everything and i, I mean at that point in time the last couple years of it i lived in milwaukee i didn't live in illinois so we'd have mm-hmm. to drive just like everybody else i mean yeah my family was around yeah. there but you know we still had to drive like everybody else so it took time off work and it like i said dude it was just you know sometimes you got to know when to walk away man like kenny said
3: there you
2: go (laughs) hey real quick man let people know where they can find uh find you and uh what you
4: got going on and some of your music where they can check it out well man i mean fuck i mean you got a facebook at horrific demise you know uh, you know we got a fucking uh the necrolytic page just fucking type that shit in because i think it's necrolytic skin slip you know why he couldn't make it easier so it's easier for me to say i
2: know right it always makes you know, me think of that "Broken Hope" song. Yeah,
4: Skin thanks, is in for some <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, but that's yeah, the main, yeah,
2: that's bad, the main bad, focus, bad, man. Bad, we've
4: been kind of we've been kind of locked down, dude, You know, man. That's that's the main focus right now, man. We got some shit, man. We fucking got a lot of songs in the works. So, trying to get the boys back into the room, man. It's been mainly, like I said, I, I've been holding it up, man. I mean, well, we all have been. We've all been kind of being smart, man. You know, and you know, you know, it's all cool, man. So we're gonna get, you know the four of us into the room here pretty soon, you know, with you know, guitar player Mike and stuff like that, get everybody into the room. So we're going to start hashing that out. So yeah, that's pretty much what we're doing man. trying to start, you know, hopefully this will all smooth over soon. We'll all be able to get out and about.
2: Fuck yeah, yeah for sure.
4: But well, Matt, I, I fucking really,
2: it's been an honor and a pleasure to kind of, you know, fucking reconnect with you, man. Uh, it's been a long time, brother. Um, and kind of revisit some of those old times that we had at CIM and shit and uh, kind of get your story out there for people because that's what we like fucking doing.
4: Um, well, I just, it was just good to be just talking, man, having fun with everybody, man. I appreciate it, man.
2: Yeah, yeah. Anytime, man. Anytime you want to do this again or you got something you want to fucking promote, you let
4: us know. Word, man. Peace, everybody. Good to see you, man. Hell, yeah. You too, brother. Peace out, brother.
0: Cheers, man.
3: He's a little